Welcome to Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who participate in our guest blog found on shareyourstories.online. Our guest is Kim Murphy, a life coach who helps her clients find time for themselves. We're going to discuss how to create a buzz when marketing your business to connect with clients that speak your language. And Kim joins us from Hamilton, Ontario. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Trish. One of the really awesome things that I, when I visited your website, Kim, is I noticed that you had started your business career in IT. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'd like you to share a little bit about the time that you spent in a corporate job before becoming an entrepreneur with our viewing and listening audience. Oh, absolutely. And we all have stories. And, and my career did start in IT. I went to college, became a programmer, never formally programmed. I had a child right after I graduated college, but I went into the IT world, became an IT project manager. And the theme of I had the power all along was never in my uh, vocabulary. I kept doing more, trying to prove myself more a woman in the IT industry. This is in the 80s. 90s 90s yeah there weren't a lot of women in it then right <laughs> exactly so i had to do everything twice as good as anybody else but that's just my nature i wanted to do it 110 percent. i had my kids to take care of i became a single mom give 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 and uh about uh 2000 i had my first burnout and it was depression anxiety and at christmas time lovely merry christmas got my kids dressed went to their fathers for their christmas put the turkey in showered and i had a forethought to put on my new pajamas and i sat in a chair and i couldn't move my head was going oh i should do wow. this oh i should do but i was physically paralyzed for were like frozen in time frozen and it's like well I, I look at that mess over there i should do that look at this and my head was spinning but i couldn't move until four hours later when my children came home zoom up i was super mommy up taking care of them serving the turkey and that was the story of my life and i think that's the story of a lot of women's lives we do we go at our own expense so i went to a, a psychologist at the time i wasn't suicidal so they didn't deem me as uh, having depression yeah. And uh, I felt I dodged a bullet. And then I went to a naturopath and got some supplements. And I went to um, courses to start taking care of myself. And that's where I discovered uh, coaching. So I, I got a bit of a coaching de degree, a male dominated coaching degree, and it was fine, but I still worked. And to that, uh, 20 years later, I had my final, okay, I'm, I'm emotional, spiritual and financial bankruptcy. It's I mean, not literally bankruptcy, but I had just kept going and not taking care of myself. I was coaching people to take care of themselves. I was working full time, but taking care of me, it just wasn't in the vocabulary. Mm -hmm. And that's when I had to sit back and realize it was time for me. Uh, so I was resigned from my career. Uh, I got downsized, thank goodness. And I was able to start my own business and I found empowerment coaching and took one step at a time to heal myself. And that's where all my, my coaching career came from is everything I do for clients started with me. You know what I love is the walk the walk, talk the talk concept mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, you've mm -hmm. sort of demonstrated throughout your life. Because yeah. I think, you know, all of us have had times in our career when we were working in corporate jobs where we thought, oh God, really, is this all there is? Yeah, but you, exactly, the taking yeah. the leap is huge, yeah. right? And I mean, especially with you being a single mom, I mean, you had a lot of people that were reliant on your income. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in order mm -hmm. to maintain a certain standard of living. Absolutely. 
Now, I absolutely love your reference to you had the power all along, my dear. And you mm -hmm. even reference Glenda the Good Witch, which yes. is for those of us who are in the same genre, we know that came from the Wizard of Oz. Right. But what I love is your references to pop culture, because that's actually speaking to your clientele, is it not? Absolutely. Uh, my clientele, I, I coach men and women. I'm an empowerment coach, which means I help people take their power back. And I specialize in trauma release because part of my issue was trauma from childhood. I mean, my parents, God bless them, were just doing the best that they the best could. They, could yeah. they were just passing on the, the um, parenting that they had learned. And to make the change really wasn't in their um, wheelhouse. Whereas yeah. I, like, I wanted more, I wanted something different. So I made some changes for my children, but the trauma, the residual trauma was leading my life. That the choices I made, the way I was thinking, the, the habits, I unconsciously sabotaged myself all the time because of the trauma. So that's that was the key piece for me in my coaching and for myself was to address the trauma and, and release it. And that's the most powerful thing because we do have the power. All, we had the power all along. We just bury it. We forget it. We, we cover it up and mask it. So why do you think, you know, here we are, um, you know, we're very intelligent women in business. Mm -hmm. And why do you think we seem to find we get buried, I call it, you know, you get buried under the bag of rocks that you're dragging, right? We, we just go from one thing to another, where right? You know, you mentioned in your story how, you know, you felt like a super mom, you were, you know, you were doing this, and you were doing that, and you were looking after everybody else. For our viewing and listening audience, is there a piece of advice that you can give to someone who's listening to this going, oh, geez, Louise, am I ever in that space, mm -hmm, right? Or they have grandchildren now. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. the sandwich generation, right? We've yeah. got parents who are older than us, obviously. Yeah. We've got children and grandchildren that are younger and we're right smack in the middle. Now we're trying to service even more folks. Exactly. And that's exactly where I am right now. Uh, the one thing I would I love to tell people is, no, it's a complete sentence. We're, and I, I always do it, we're carrying around the wounds of our past. We're carrying around like they're hot coals in our hands, the, the guilt, the shame, the pain, the habits, the generational habits that we're just carrying around and we're burning ourselves. We're, we're just, why? So I shine light on that. Take a look at what, what your habits are. Are they serving you? And put those burning coals down. Take a breath. Yeah, take a breath. Can, take a yeah. breath and you can do it. And that's really, it's a lot of, take a breath is uh, how I start most of my coaching sessions because we need to get into the body and feel it. And it's okay to feel bad. We are so busy pretending everything's okay. It's okay to not be okay. That's... You know, I love one of the, the testimonials that you have on your website. And one of the testimonials says that, Kim, you are the best listener. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And you know, that is really a profound statement to come from a client. Because... It Right. Because one of the things that we forget all the time is to pause. It's true. And this is the thing I find a lot. People just want to be heard. A lot of times people come and the, I mean, a session is booked for an hour, but I have them talk for two hours because no one's listening to them. And how are you? Fine. We're not fine. And it, for someone to say, okay, tell me about that. Fine. To dig in. <gasps> Listening is so important. And I, I'm very lucky that uh, I have been able to listen to people and hear their stories. And I'm, I'm honored that they share. Now, one of the things that you mentioned was corporate burnout. And being in a situation where you were feeling overwhelmed. Now, mm -hmm. everybody feels overwhelmed at life, at certain stages of life. But corporate Agreed. burnout is something totally different. Absolutely. So can you provide 
folks with some of the physical symptoms that may go along with corporate burnout that we just put down to, we're just super busy. Uh, it's so funny because it's such a common thing, corporate burnout, and in particular in women, because we are taking care of the family, we're taking care of the house, we're taking care of our parents, children, grandchildren, and doing the work on top. The one thing that women in particular forget to know is it's okay to stop, sit down, say no, and take care of yourself. Um, I have, yeah, I know many people with the burnout and oh, I can't, I can't afford to do that. And I, I remind them the balls you're juggling are not glass. They're rubber. It'll bounce back up. It, it, you can, you'll catch it the next time. It's okay to say no to something else and yes to you. And this is a big thing. Say yes to yourself, invest in yourself. You're so worth it. You know, that's a really wonderful statement because investing in ourselves is really something that's how we grow. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. How we learn from each other um, and sharing the stories is one of the ways in which we try to help one another because we realize then that we're not alone, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, how can folks who are they, they take a look at your website, they read some of those wonderful, you know, pop culture sayings that you have there and they connect with that and they think, hmm. Yeah, maybe this is really, you know, I, I hear what she's saying, but I, I can manage this. I'm okay. I can do this. How do you, when clients actually engage with you, do you find that they've been following you on social? They've been visiting your website. They've been connecting with Kim in different ways. And then finally, when they realize they can't do it anymore alone, then they reach out to you? That's a great question because um, it, the, the teacher appears when the student's ready but sometimes a student's not ready for a long time. I know my own case, it took me, it was somebody told me 20 years ago, I was in the state of depression. <laughs> no, I'm not. Ah, denial, especially with women is so big. I do find that people are following and it takes them a long time, you know, liking posts, making comments. And uh, it's, do I, I don't have the time to reach out. I would love to do you don't have the time not to do this. We need to invest in ourselves. This is so important. And yes, they've been following for a while before they finally take the dip. Or I've had cases where the spouse says, uh -uh, this isn't working and uh, I'll support you and let's let's do something. So what's your most powerful communication tool? Because, you know, the folks that are listening to this perhaps mm -hmm. are entrepreneurs. Maybe they're in a corporate job and they're thinking about making the leap into entrepreneurship. And everybody knows that marketing is sort of the secret sauce to attracting clients. Because now we have a global market, especially yes. in the coaching yes. world, right? I yes. mean, you can be on this platform, you can speak to someone in any part of the world that's connecting with you. So what do you feel is the most important communication tool that you're currently using that's connecting with your client base? Wow, that's a good one, too. Um, there's not one in particular that stands out because I watch all of the marketing and I look at the numbers for all of them. Surprisingly enough, I was shocked by this. But again, I guess it speaks to the market I'm in, in Facebook. I've always done, been on LinkedIn because I'm a professional. I've been on LinkedIn for years. Uh, I'm trying to embrace Instagram, you know, kicking and streaming, but I'm getting there. And then Facebook was always there, but I never really paid attention. As I look at the numbers, Facebook is my market. Facebook is the, the people that I'm looking for. Whereas I, I was quite surprised by that uh, information. That's really very interesting. Now, how did you actually get to the, what diagnostic tool are you using that you were able to come to that sort of decision where you said, okay, here's where I'm getting more likes or views or whatever, because I certainly know as, you know, we're, we're all participating in social media for sure. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we do post and I'm, I'm seeing these posts now that say, 
something to the effect of, you know, just because you're not getting likes or comments does not mean that people are not watching what you're posting. Exactly. So is there a a diagnostic tool or is it just your gut instinct that tells you that folks are coming from Facebook? Uh, the coach I work with, I work with an entrepreneurial coach and she said, know your numbers, know your, you know, in the, the finances, the number of times you reach out to people and the numbers on my, so I've expanded that to the numbers on my social media. Um, every single platform has analytic tools. So LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. And 93% of the people who follow me on Facebook, my It's a Wonderful Life coaching are not my connections which shocked me because I mean, they, the, the reels that I put on Facebook are viewed probably four times more on Facebook than they are in LinkedIn and um, Instagram. Wow. That's really a very profound statement was, because everybody thinks that Facebook is dead. Exactly. I know. Well, had its I, day, yeah, right? Exactly. And, that's, and I wasn't paying attention. I post on Instagram and Facebook at the same time because I have the tool to do that. And then just recently when I went into the numbers, Holy Hannah, I was quite surprised. And I always assumed Instagram's not my place. Age-wise, it doesn't really work for me. I assume because I work with professionals, LinkedIn was my jam. And I do. Uh, I was shocked by Facebook, truly. Mm -hmm. Now, you shared with us something that's really very poignant. And that is, as a coach, you believe in coaching to the point where you have a coach. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so has that been something that you have done from the very beginning? Or did you dive into entrepreneurship, get your feet wet a little, decide where the areas that you needed a little help with, and then engage a coach? Kind of yes to that. Um, I started. <laughs> I started with a personal coach for me uh, because I needed coaching. So I did my empowerment coaching with a couple of coaches actually. And then recently, as I'm expanding my business, I've hired business slash entrepreneurial coach. So I'm on a, a new coach now, and she's phenomenal. And uh, with anything, I mean, we know how to do it ourselves, but it's so much easier if we have somebody helping us, supporting us and and shining the light on where we go. And that's what I do with my clients. And that's what my entrepreneur coach is doing with me. Um, we can't do it alone. We don't have to do it alone. So do you consider uh, and what about mentorship? Because we all know that, you know, that's a really important part of what we do. It's mm-hmm. one of the foundational elements, actually, of ShareYourStories.online, because one of the reasons why we connect with folks like yourself is because we want to hear your story. They mm-hmm. are inspirational. Mm-hmm. It gives other people the idea that they can say, wow, if she can do it, I can do it. Exactly. Yeah. So is mentorship another? So you have a professional coach. Obviously, that's a, a, a different type of relationship. Have you engaged or do you have someone in your wheelhouse that acts as a mentor? That kind of person you can throw some ideas around with? Um, I consider my entrepreneur coach that person. Um, Yes, uh, because right now she and I are looking at my website and the wording and whatnot. Um, But I also have a networking group that I run and I do that for the women in the group and the marketing. And and so I always we always have to give back, I feel. I like to give back, but uh, I also want to receive as well. Yeah, for sure. I love the give get concept. You know, Mm -hmm. one of the things that we talked about in our the recent newsletter that we posted is um, there's someone in our network. We we asked for contributors to our blog and she's actually sort of an expert in the give get concept. And I love that idea because, you know, sometimes we think we have to hold on to all of the knowledge or we feel that, you know, we, we need to carve out a niche for ourselves and 
that's going to lead us to be a little bit more proprietary with our information. But I love the fact that you're saying, actually, no, we need to do a little bit more sharing mm -hmm. and uh, look at collaboration over competition, right? Love it. I've always believed there's enough pie for everybody. It takes a village to raise a family. It takes a village to raise a business. That's how I've always worked on it. And it's, it's no competition. So tell me, where does Kim see herself in the next three years? Because, you know, I think when we start our careers, we have a we have a short window, you know, and the window usually involves, you know, making a financial plan that gives us the freedom that we need to live a certain lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Then as we evolve through our career, those priorities change, right? right? And so now that you're at a different age and stage in life and at a different age and stage in your career, where does Kim see herself in the next three years? Well, I plan on working for 10 more years. I know I mean, friends of mine are retiring, but I love what I do. I love helping people. Um, I would like to get some group programs going because, again, the village. I coach one-on-one -on -one is wonderful, but I've, I just realized that uh, it's when you're in a group, it's powerful. So this is my next stage. So over the next couple of years, I will be building group programs and platforms for, for people to help everybody together. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really wonderful. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that we do in the guest blog is we ask folks to share three words of advice. And your three words are security, foundation, and love. Would you share with our viewing and listening audience why those three words are so important to you? I would love to. It, when I, um, I worked with a coach to come up with those, and when we first, security, what? took it like building a house when you you want to build a house you find the land you don't just pour the foundation you clean it out you get out the weeds you flatten it and you make sure it's secure same with your life are you living in a secure home are your finances secure are your words secure are the people who talk to you do you have security in the environment that you can go and speak freely or is that not so these are all things that have to be worked on and cleared out and there's old habits of trauma that come up in that insecurity as well mm -hmm. we work on those clear those out build your foundation is the cornerstone of your life what do you like what do you want what do you need self-care i i'm huge on self-care that should be one of the foundations of self-care and part of self-care is what do you want and what don't you want? So build that foundation of who you are and then love. It's like filling your house with pictures and furniture, things that you love. Fill your life with things you love. What do you want? What do you want to be? Who do you want in your life? It's all filled with love and the business, everything is all works together. You know, I absolutely love the fact that you've given our viewing and listening audience uh, a little bit of an introduction to not only your philosophy and business, but you've given them some insight into your own personal journey and how you've walked the walk and talked the talk and gotten to where you are today. So I really want to thank you very much for joining us because I think you've given us some really great nuggets of information to think about. And it's really a wonderful way to sort of tie your messaging together uh, with your target market and, and shine a light on you and what you do. Thank you, Trish. I so appreciate you being here and doing this for me. I thank, can't thank you enough. My absolute pleasure. To you, our viewing and listening audience, I'd like to thank you for joining us today for this edition of Keeping It Real, where we introduce you to the person behind the logo. If you'd like to connect with our guest, you'll find Kim's contact information in the description portion below. I'm Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series. And if you're interested in sharing your business story, visit our website at shareyourstories.online and subscribe to our channel, Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to meeting you next time when we share another great idea. Thanks, Trish. <laughs>